to another episode of the Tech.eu podcast with myself, Neil Murray, and Roxanne Vaza. Hi, Roxanne. Hi, Neil. So this week, we'll be talking about the report that we published on Europe's most funded verticals. Surprise, it's not travel or e-commerce. We'll be discussing a bit more money that is available now for startups in Europe, including two funds, uh, White Star Capital, that closed a recent fund, and also 500 startups that announced a new fund for the Nordics. And we'll also take a look at German startups startup Clue and founder Ida Tin. So starting with Europe's most funded verticals, this report that we published, so it's a tech.eu report, featured the 10 most funded verticals in Europe. I guess it should come as no surprise that the leading vertical was fintech. Also, probably doesn't come as a surprise that the geography that kind of led this category was the UK. They had 18 of the 58 investments that we tracked based in the UK. The other two countries that ranked just behind the UK were Germany and Israel with eight and seven investments. So that's a pretty big gap from 18. What are your thoughts on that, Neil? Yeah, everyone everyone talks about the UK being kind of home of fintech or especially London. But I have to admit, like I, I do sometimes feel a little skeptical of this, especially I think I've covered before on the podcast that some of the biggest kind of rounds and valuations in fintech startups in Europe aren't actually in the UK. So I've previously spoken about that. So I sometimes do feel that, you know, of course, London is like the financial capital. Of course, there are a lot of fintech startups. But as to the level that the UK is at, I had my doubts before, but I definitely think that this kind of conclusively shows that whatever my thoughts are on the kind of later stage fintech companies in the UK, it's definitely clear to see that a lot of fintech companies are in the UK and a lot of them are being backed. So yeah, no argument in terms of of that. Definitely the UK led the way in terms of fintech investments. And so after fintech, I was a little bit surprised by this, but I guess not too surprised that second best up vertical was food, I guess with deals like Delivery Hero, HelloFresh, Food Panda, the three of them collectively have raised over 600 million euros. So I mean, that's it's a pretty well funded vertical. The UK and Germany obviously perform very well in this space, but also Spain. That was a bit of a surprise for me. I guess another vertical that I didn't expect to place as well as it did was music. So music ranked third. And I think the thing that probably surprised me the most was France was not well ranked in food, fashion or travel verticals. Actually, France did particularly well in ad tech and internet of things. And I guess with companies like Criteo and Sigfox, maybe it doesn't come as too much of a surprise, but I was surprised to see them not um, that well ranked in the other verticals. The problem with this kind of analysis, or at least the conclusions that we can draw from this analysis, is that, of course, kind of one single investment can have a huge impact on the result. Or even just the fact that Rocket Internet like, you know, seem to like back in food and e-commerce, etc., food and fashion. And of course, they're easily go up the ranks more just because Rocket heavily backed those companies. So it is a little tricky to say that these are Europe's kind of best verticals or hottest verticals. These are more, you know, what was the most funded. And for example, music is in third position mainly because of Spotify, right? But we did use some criteria where 
each vertical had to have a minimum of 10 investments in the first half of the year to be included in the analysis. So for example, OneWeb doing their satellites, they actually raised like $500 million themselves, but that we didn't put satellites in at fourth or fifth position because, you know, what that really is kind of one investment and it's not really indicative of where the money is going. So each vertical did have to have 10. So yeah, even though I said kind of Spotify were the main reason for music, there were also other investments that, that kind of added up as well. So that's a little bit around the methodology behind it. So yeah, like I said, Rocket, they kind of heavily influenced as they always do in these type of analyses. I think what was interesting though is how a particular kind of city or ecosystem can kind of affect one vertical and then kind of become a leader in it. So kind of clusters form around previous successes, which is probably one of the reasons why we see fintech doing well in the UK, security in Israel, analytics also there. So these kind of as these successes happen, then more and more kind of companies pop up. Investors want to back companies that are London and fintech because they think, oh, those companies know what they're doing. Or you see it also in the Nordics with gaming, oh, Finnish and Swedish gaming. So kind of previous successes have a big impact on what verticals get funded in different locations as well. Yeah, so I guess it is a bit of a cluster effect that ends up taking place. So I guess now moving away from the verticals themselves and onto the funds, we have two new funds that our listeners should be aware of. Start with 500 startups. So I think everybody by now probably has heard of 500 startups. We've covered them previously on the podcast. They announced a new 15 million fund for the Nordics. So they will be covering Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Finland, and Iceland. This is in addition to the Oslo-based pre-accelerator that they announced they would be launching in the beginning of 2016. And I think they're also planning another program for Sweden later that year. 500 says it wants to bring Silicon Valley's best practices to the region, and they'll be looking primarily at SaaS, mobile, marketplaces, e-commerce, fintech, music, and video. So I guess that covers all of our well-ranking verticals as well. Yeah, it definitely does. And I don't think this is a surprise, this fund at all. I mean, this is kind of a 500 have replicated this across Europe before, where they've kind of set up a little program, dipped their toes in the water, put a little bit of money into a little bit of fun. They've got a partner out there anyway in Sean Percival. He's involved in a program as well. So it, it kind of makes a lot of sense, right, to be able to back those companies. So I'm not surprised they're doing it. I think they've used this model before. What's interesting is they actually, as well as the fund they announced some investments they've already made so they've clearly kind of been very active already i believe there was about seven in total possibly nine but either way they're across a number of different verticals across a number of different countries and again it's kind of very representative of kind of 500's outlook where they kind of put a lot of kind of little bets and little investments and from what i know i think investments are around the 50 to 100 dollar mark in each individual company so very early stage investments what's interesting though is out of the investments that they've made i'm actually aware of i think every single company i already knew every single company so although they are early stage they're kind of making kind of solid bets if you like or they're ones that people are already aware of so I think in addition to to what 500 is doing, another fund that listeners definitely want to pay attention to is White Star Capital, obviously not in the Nordics, so this is a London-based fund. They've just announced a new 70 million fund to continue doing transatlantic deals. So they invest in the US and Europe, um, mainly Series A. And obviously the fund has existed before, so they kind of announced this as their first institutional fund. For people who don't know the team, I think probably the best well 
the most well-known person at White Star is one of the co-founders, which is former Facebook and Google exec, Christian Hernandez Gallardo. And White Star has invested in companies like Adore Me, so that's US-based, Sumly, Blog Loving, Betaworks, and a whole bunch more. Yeah, I got the, actually. I've I've had the impression that kind of White Star have been around for quite for quite some time, but this is actually the closing of their first fund, I believe, seventy million fund. But because they have had these prior investments, Christian's quite active as well. I was actually under the. I didn't really see this as kind of a new fund, if you like, or a closing of the first fund because they've been around for quite a while. So that's kind of testament to the impact that they have had so far, both in terms of their profile and in terms of the investments that they've made. Yes, so now moving away from funds and on to a startup and a founder that our listeners should definitely be paying attention to. We're going to turn our attention to Clue, so German-based startup, and founder uh, who's a female founder, uh, Ida Tin. So for anyone who doesn't know this company, it's a fertility tracking app that has been doing extremely well. They've been attracting a lot of attention from U.S. investors. The application itself essentially lets you track your period, PMS, obviously a female product, I'm assuming, and lets users know when they have a high likelihood of getting pregnant or not. So the Berlin-based startup raised a 7 million round not too long ago. I think they announced it in October with Fred Wilson's New York Fund, so that's Union Square Ventures. And they also raised with a relatively new fund in London, so that's Mosaic Ventures. Their total funding now exceeds 10 million in euros, and the app counts an impressive number of downloads. So they've got 2 million active users in 180 countries, and the app itself is available in 10 languages. So to be honest, I actually don't know the company that well. I met Ida who's the founder, briefly last year at Le Web. So she was obviously presenting her app on stage at the conference, and it was getting actually a lot of attention. But I think, Neil, you probably know her and the startup much better than I do. Yeah, we actually, we shared a taxi together a couple of years ago on the way to, <laughs> on the way to an event. Um, it was quite quite a drive as well. So I, I got to know her a little bit then, but it was a couple of years ago, actually. And she was kind of out on the fundraising trail at the time. And obviously, it was kind of a lot earlier than they are now. So I've kind of been following her journey since. Uh, and actually, I, I did see her recently as well in Copenhagen briefly at the CPH for the Win Town Hall, where she actually gave a talk. And that was very interesting, actually. And she's kind of, I guess, her, the, the kind of her biggest claim to fame in, in terms of the app, or at least the most impressive thing, is that she's actually had two children from using her own app which is pretty impressive. So she's definitely kind of a good marketing case for them. But actually her talk kind of focused on the kind of the balance or or the sacrifices you have to make as an entrepreneur and kind of what comes with that. And she talked a lot about, you know, the fact that it had been hard and you have to lose, well, not lose friendships, but, you know, you have to focus on your company, you focus on your children and, and kind of that's pretty much it. Outside of that, there's there's nothing else. So kind of a little bit of insight into her personality and, and kind of outlook, I think, as she's kind of taken this forward. And she's very determined, very focused, and, and certainly a very in, impressive entrepreneur. And yeah, she just won um, an award at Slush uh, Euro Pioneers. I think she was named as Female Entrepreneur of the Year. And I believe she tweeted afterwards, I believe, saying, 
she wish it wasn't female entrepreneur of the year or or that it you know it didn't didn't matter that she was a female but either way it was still a pretty uh impressive award to win and it's kind of the latest in a long line of kind of recognition that they're getting now she's certainly kind of appearing more and more on the circuit in terms of speaking attention but there is a lot of companies in this space so there's ones that are kind of around the same stage later earlier i saw another one from europe getting a couple of million earlier this week so it's clearly quite a crowded space i think she actually alluded to the fact that others you know everyone's kind of trying to promise a different thing in terms of kind of how good it is and stuff like that but they're kind of very set on kind of not over promising and kind of just really kind of focusing on what they can do rather than kind of saying what it what it could do in the future but yeah really impressive products really impressive entrepreneur and I think I definitely wouldn't feel too silly predicting that we'll see more from both of them very soon. So yeah, I think that's about it for this week. We will be back next week. You can find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on iTunes. We're on Twitter at Neil S.W. Murray, at Roxanne Vaza, at tech underscore EU. Of course, the website is tech.eu. Please give us your feedback and we'll be back next week. Thank you, Roxanne. Thanks, Neil.